You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. This is a special episode covering Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me uh, is uh, our our, uh, Star Wars Celebration correspondent, uh, Cassie Scutch. Hey guys, great weekend for Star Wars this weekend. As we knew, it was going to be a lot of awesome news. Yeah. Um, and things to look forward to. Yeah, oh. lots and lots and lots of stuff. I mean, Celebration was five days this year. Usually it's four. So they added an extra day because they had so much to talk about. Um, in fact, they've got so much to talk about. Let's not uh, let's not bury the lead. Let's start with the most exciting news first, which is uh, that Star Wars Celebration Anaheim is going to be happening next year, 2020. So this is... The first time that they've done um, North American Star Wars celebrations back to back. Now there have been there have been years previous where they did a celebration in Orlando, and then I think it was they did they did C five in Orlando, and then they did Celebration Japan, and then they did C six in Orlando, and those were those were like over three years. Um, but this is the first time that we're going to get, that we're going to get North American celebrations back to back, um, which is very exciting. It's going to be in Anaheim, which means that I will be there 100%. Uh, there is no stopping me from being at that one. Um, uh, it's, I'm going to try so hard to be there. <laughs> quite close. It, I guess it'll all depend on timing, right? I mean, that's the big thing is that we know it's yeah. 2020. We don't know when in 2020. So that's kind of a big, that's a big question mark at this point. But, um, but yeah, Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2020. Uh, I'll be there. I know that uh, Matt will, will be there um, barring something crazy conflicting with that. I'm sure, I'm sure that he's, he definitely wants to be. Um, and, uh, and, and of course, Tim is already in Southern California. He's already, uh, just outside Anaheim. 
um, and uh, and and uh, Kyle will come up from from Arizona for sure. Um, so we'll be able to actually have the whole team in one spot, providing Cassie that you can get there as well. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully I'm going to be able to because I'm moving from where I live now. Um, I'm going to be I'm moving to Colorado next year. So I'll be a little bit closer. It won't be as big of a trip, I think. I mean, it's still a flight, but you're at least, yeah, you're at least closer to the West Coast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Cool. Uh, Well, that's way, way in the future. But before then, uh, there's a few things about Star Wars to be excited about. And they talked about a lot of it at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, over oh, the past yeah. few days so we're going to go in chronological order we're going to jump all the way back to the beginning now started at the end now we'll go back to the beginning and uh, <laughs> uh let's start with the the first big panel of the weekend which was obviously the episode nine panel on uh what was that friday morning yeah um, uh yeah yeah, where the, the, sorry, sorry, the Rise of Skywalker panel. Yes, the Rise of we Skywalker. We can call it that now. Yeah, we can. So we finally yeah. have a title. Most importantly. Yeah, most importantly, we finally have a title. We have a teaser trailer. Um there were many things in the panel that confirmed uh that that poster was in fact real. Uh 100% authenticated. Um the Big things on that leaked poster from a few weeks back were 3PO with the bowcaster, which we didn't see, but he is part of the adventure this time. So I think that points in that direction for sure. Um, But that weird creature that was on one side of the poster that really kind of threw the whole thing off where you're like, really, is this thing, is this thing real? Um, Yes, yeah. it's real. It's in the movie, and it has a name. It's it, his name is Claude, um, with a K K L A W D. Um, he's a friend of Chewbacca, uh, which I think is uh, uh, funny. Um, and uh, uh, so everything else in that poster um, is confirmed. Um, I and uh, and we got to meet the new character uh, Jana, although we didn't learn anything about her anything at all we saw what she looked like we got to meet the the actress naomi aki and uh that's it (laughs) so um as much as they talked about episode nine the rise of skywalker for an hour they did a really good job at saying absolutely nothing of any true value to to the to the story (laughs) um well it's better that way though isn't it 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 is it is to a certain degree but but i think um one of the things i think i think one of the problems uh right now with the star wars fandom and and one of the big things on friday on on twitter and on social media in general was um a lot of misinterpretation of things that were said at the panel in order to fit the narrative that Disney and Lucasfilm regret episode nine and that JJ hates what Ryan Johnson did. So there, there was a, there was sort of a lot of static online to that end, um, which, which I found really frustrating because I don't think that that's the case. Um, I think the way that JJ talks about it, he refers to these things as challenges 
but not mm-hmm. as problems. Um, and I don't think that Disney has any problem with Ryan Johnson directing Star Wars movies, considering they've given him three more to executive produce. Um, the first of which he'll be directing, the other two he'll also be writing and producing. So, um, like, Ryan Johnson is not a problem as far as Disney and Lucasfilm are concerned, but there are a lot of fans that want to um, use words out of context from things like like a, a panel in order to support their their flame wars online. And so there, there, there were some things because they were left intentionally vague that could be interpreted. And that's where I, I see them kind of doing themselves a bit of a disservice because they're adding to that, like they're adding fuel to that fire and, um, and that fire kind of needs to be snuffed out a little bit. The the one of the good things that did come out of the panel though was when Kelly Marie Tran came on stage. Um, oh. She got a standing ovation, which was a very obvious um, choice on the part of of everybody there, everybody in attendance, to let her know that that despite what obnoxious trolls and uh, and jerks online said um that that we all love her and the character rose um real star wars fans get it so um yeah i i that that, needs to be printed that needs to be printed on a t-shirt real star wars fans love rose (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) um yeah i i think this is one of my things whenever i watch the last jedi and i get to those scenes with rose that everybody talks about they get to Canto Bite, and um, for me, Canto Bite is stepping into the past, right? Everything else is so tied to the, the, the original trilogy, and then, like, there's some of the stuff that's kind of, like, unique, and it's its own thing for the sequels. But then Canto Bite, they get there, and it feels so episode one, episode two, to me like it's such a clone wars type environment um the music all the aliens the silliness of it um the 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 little alien jamming coins into bb8 um all of that stuff is so phantom menacey to me and um and and rose's dialogue is equally phantom menacey <laughs> <laughs> and and I can see where that bothers a lot of people, but but um, we'll come back to it. But I watching the the twenty year, uh, I like looking back at the Phantom Menace panel this morning. Um, I it, it was just I just all this year really I've been reminded of how um, how I felt at the Phantom Menace, <laughs> going to the Phantom Menace, in the lead up to the Phantom Menace. And, uh, and, and although a lot of people have negative feelings for that movie, like I, it's a good movie. I think it's a good movie. It's, there are, Mm -hmm. there are good movies and there are bad movies. And I don't think that the Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones, um, or even Revenge of the Sith, like uh, some people might argue that, but like, I don't think that any of those, yeah, I don't think that any of those three movies are bad movies. I think that they have a couple of problems. I don't think that George Lucas is a people director. I think that he's a he's an editor uh, with with a, an eye for innovation, um, and and you need somebody else on set to help the actors get where they need to go. But 
but the movies are still great. I still love to watch them. And in fact, um, one of the things that um, once Arrow wraps up for the season um, in mid-May, um, Amanda and I are going to start doing uh, the Thunderquack podcast uh, on our sort of weekly schedule. And we're gonna we're, what we're gonna be doing is three weeks on three uh, one week off and then three weeks on and one week off. And I was thinking about that a couple of days ago as I was thinking about the Phantom Menace and everything. I was going, oh man, it would be perfect because we want to start. We want to basically do like movie reviews and 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 um, but we want to go back and do old movies and the Phantom Menace. I I anniversary twentieth anniversary is is. The, basically the week after Arrow. And uh, so we're going to start our rewatch of the entire um, uh, saga, the, the, the Skywalker saga, um, and with review, and we're going to do basically like a ranking, um, like an official But are you starting ranking. from the Phantom Menace? And we're going to start at the Phantom Menace. Yeah, no, oh, we're going to start gosh. at the Phantom Menace. We're going to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, no. Um, yeah. And uh, and and I'm I'm super excited about it and and it's just like going back to the last Jedi and Rose, I just I don't know like everything about that whole sequence the fathers the kids the um, uh, Rose's sort of like like earnest um, real sort of just like cheesy uh, dialogue about about you know uh, freedom and and. And, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like, I don't know. I just think that Rose really represents a lot of those those ideals that were lost during the Clone Wars and and sort of like the idea of bringing some of that stuff back and, and getting back to a place where um, things are peaceful, not not. Um, I don't know, like there's that, like her whole line at the end of the movie where she says, you know, that's how we're going to win, not by fighting what we hate, but by saving what we love and that's that's sort of the the thing with like luke han leia is that they grew up during a war they don't really know how to stop doing that but it's going to be up to characters like rose um and ray i think the two of them specifically to teach guys like finn and (laughs) poe that when the fighting is over it's okay to do something other than fight right um, and not repeat the mistakes of the past. So I, I think that Rose's character is going to be really important in in uh, Skywalker. And uh, I love that we get to just refer to uh, uh, one of the, the saga films just as Skywalker now. Because it's like, yeah. oh, so we've got Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, uh, which we don't really shorten, oddly. It's like Phantom Menace, you just say Phantom Menace. I guess some people yeah. would probably say, like, might say Menace or Phantom, but that's Phantom Menace. And then some people say it, clones, I guess. Um, Sith, New Hope, Empire, Jedi, I guess Awakens, uh, and then last no, Jedi. No, I typically always say Force Awakens. You always say Force Awakens? Uh, yeah, Force Awakens is kind of like a New Hope the... in that way. Just get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got to get rid of that. For... Yeah, and now and now rise the rise of Skywalker. It's just just Skywalker, just call it Skywalker. Um, yeah, I I I don't know. I think I think that I think that her character is going to be very important in that aspect of it. I think um, I think much much like a Princess Leia type character, like a 
uh, you know, uh, Senator Amidala that, that she's going to sort of be the voice of reason saying like, we need to, now that we've won the fight or whatever happens, um, we need to make sure that, that there's peace, lasting peace, not just, you know, a, an Ewok celebration and then another five years of war. Right. So, um, yeah, well, what I, don't I would know. love I, to see. Sorry, go ahead. Is that well? What I would love to see is that you know, inevitably, once we no longer have Leia in the picture, um, I think it'd be interesting over this time break that whatever we're doing to see Rose become more of a hero because I think that that would be a great spot for us to not replace Leia but give a new leader, and I think that'd be an interesting place for Rose to go as a character uh, to be kind of this political leader and i think that that's i hope that that's where they're going with her character um because i think i think that that would work really well yeah Um, so and that's and that's one of the things um i think that people are sort of uh because they were so vague about um i know this is where like i would have liked to get a little bit more about what sort of what the start of each journey for for these characters is because we got a fair amount about Finn, Ray, Poe. Uh, the three of them are going to be together with Chewie, with BB-8, with 3PO, with a new character, Dio, um, new droid. The whole lot of them go off on an adventure. And Rose is is kind of conspicuously absent from that conversation. Um, and, and they're going to meet up in, in the midst of that with Lando, with, uh, with Janna. Um, which is which is all really cool, but without talking about what Rose's role is specifically, it sounds to those last Jedi haters, I guess is the term. Uh, it sounds to them like what we're saying is, oh yeah, we're sidelining Rose because nobody likes her. Which I don't think that that's the case. I think that it's much more something like what we're talking about, where. Um, these guys go a much off, more important role. Yeah, these guys go off to to have an adventure, um, and with some sort of a MacGuffin, uh, obviously that's that's in the Death Star, um, that that they have to go uh, retrieve in order to to defeat the Knights of Ren. I would imagine. Um, while they're doing that, somebody has to kind of hold down the fort. And, and I feel like that is going to be Rose um, and that she's going to be the one that's kind of like, oh, yeah, go, you know, save the day. Like, you guys go save the day. I'm going to make sure that everything, like, keep the home fires burning sort of thing. Um, along with other characters like like uh, Lieutenant Connix. And um, I, I, I don't know. I'm really hoping that we get uh, uh, Admiral Statura back um in the in this one although we didn't see him but we didn't we didn't see him and we didn't see um we didn't see snap and we didn't see um just pava basically all of black squadron was gone right i believe that they said oh it's been a while since i read the poe comic but i believe yeah. that they were on a separate mission yeah after the destruction of uh yeah so Star after Killer. yeah so after star killer base is destroyed uh, they they go off on an adventure, and my hope is that Statura is also off 
on on I I think if I'm remembering correctly in the comics, what uh, Leia has Poe send them off to rally um, more aid. Like like if 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 we don't get out of here in time, you guys have to to you know go go find um find help yeah basically. somebody else to help <laughs> yeah so um we know that we know that greg grunberg is back in this one so we know that we're gonna see snap um ho- i'm really hoping that we get to see jess pava um because if not that might mean and and well this is one of the things is that if you don't die on screen then you're not dead right but i would hate for characters like jess pava to have died and Satura to have died off screen in The Last Jedi, right? That they were either, you know, on the bridge of the command ship or or one of the other ones or, you know, in one of those transports or in the hangar when Kylo Ren blows up the hangar, right? Like that, like it's bad enough that we lost Tally after only like just meeting her. Um, some of those other characters, it's like, like Tally, we don't really have any story about, Um but Jess Pava, uh, as well as the other members of Black Squadron, like you say, like we mentioned the comics, like like those are characters. Like they're not just yeah. they're not just background. They're they are the new Rogue Squadron, right? So um, I'm really hoping that we get to see some of them back. The other thing, so so let's talk about a little bit about the teaser trailer itself. Um, the one thing that we don't see any of in the teaser trailer uh with the exception of one shot of a of an a-wing crashing uh next to into a star destroyer we don't see any other signs of space battles um or you know uh starfighter dogfighting or anything like that which is upsetting to me (laughs) because i really want to see some of that but um yeah, I don't know. I think it's possible that one of the reasons why we're not seeing that is um, because they do want to hold back on some of those surprises uh, for who's going to be involved in that sort of stuff um, and who makes it to what parts of the movie and that sort of thing. <laughs> Keep a little bit of suspense. Well, I, 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 th- I think that they're going to focus more on um, hopefully lightsaber battles. Mm. Um, and, you know, we're hopefully fingers crossed gonna get the knights of ren in here mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm hoping when it comes to you know our violent battles we can we can do a little bit more uh hand-to-hand melee combat than up in the sky yeah um, of course we need that like it's star wars you have to have space battles but um hopefully hopefully it's not like overpowering one way or the other yeah yeah no well i, I really want that nice balance um, from Return of the Jedi at the end of that where you've got and I can see it right you have I imagine it'll be on Tatooine we'll talk about that in a second but mm. on Tatooine and you'll have uh, uh, Finn and whoever else doing their thing in some sort of a ground battle Poe hopefully back in an X-Wing <laughs> um, and then Rey fighting Kylo Ren um, that's my hope is, is, is that that's what we're going to see. But, um, let's talk briefly about, about, um, this will help us sort of work through everything that's in the trailer. Um, the locations that are in the movie. So 
the trailer opens on a desert planet. Either it's one of three planets, right? It's either Jakku uh, or Tatooine, or one of the other possibilities is that it is Jedha. Now, I heard a couple of people over the weekend say, oh, it can't be Jedha. Jedha was blown up. Jedha wasn't blown up. The The capital city on Jedha was destroyed, and a big crater was blasted into the side of the planet. But the whole planet wasn't destroyed. They didn't... It was a That was a test of of the Death Star in Rogue One, and it wasn't at full power. I think it was like 10% or something like that, if I remember right. It's a, it's meant to be not the not the the first official test because they can't right because Tarkin has lines in A New Hope where where they say like oh you know this is the you know a first demonstration of the fully ready Death Star, um, so Jeddah is still intact. It just might have a big chunk blown out of it, which would be interesting to see. But um, and it would be interesting to go back to Jeddah and explore that there may be some uh, Jedi relics still on that planet because we know that it was an important place for the Jedi. Um, so that's a good reason for them to go back. But I have to imagine this being the end of the Skywalker saga. That there's a nice, there's a nice sort of. It ends where it began began a a desert planet with two suns. Exactly. So um, at that and and later in the the trailer, we see Poe and Finn, um, along with 3PO, on some sort of a like ramshackle skiff, sort of rocketing through the desert. And they they come down these rows of, of some sort of technology sticking out of the ground. And if you slow that down and you look... It looks like a, a moisture evaporator farm, right? They're all they all look like evaporators, and they're kind of lined up. So, um, so I imagine that that's what that is, and that they are on Tatooine. Now, that's not to say that they don't have evaporators on uh, Jeddah or or um, Jakku. Obviously, any desert planet is going to have moisture evaporator farms, right? But that iconography is very much. Um, Tatooine. So to me, uh, that that seems kind of logical that they would be returning there. Um, one of the other things that would be really cool to see if we do go back to Tatooine is for them to return to Obi-Wan's hovel and for um, for Ray to have a conversation with Luke, with the ghost of Luke in that location. I think that could be really cool. Um, well, I... I think looking at that and I didn't, I hadn't heard anybody saying anything about Jetta, but this, that would make sense as well. And I'm going to get into this because I, I, after watching the trailer, a couple things didn't make sense to me. So I, I, I kind of wanted to bounce some, not theories, but observations that may lead to some theories <laughs> off mm-hmm. of you just based on, and uh, what I saw. And I think it would make a lot of sense being Jetta um, based off of what I saw, but it, I mean, for the same reasons could be Tatooine, but looking at that scene with them in the desert, obviously Ray running, um, and Kylo in his, uh, silencer, um, he's not shooting at her. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine a situation where they would both end up alone in the desert together where they don't, nobody brought back up and they mm-hmm. just like 
it, it seems to me like they decided, hey, let's meet up in the desert. He's not shooting at her. And I've seen a lot of people on uh, Instagram and Twitter um, making comments about like, oh, this might be him training her. And then I, I don't want to I don't mean to jump forward, but coming back into, uh, you know, that epic Palpatine cackle there at the end mm-hmm. and during the panel uh, talking a little bit about, you know, they mentioned that there is this greater evil, even greater than um, Kylo and the First Order, which has been, you know, Palpatine throughout the entire saga um, and him being that greater evil that's kind of in the background. I'm wondering if we are again getting that redemption arc i'm still praying for that redemption arc and this is them teaming up to be like we gotta i gotta get you ready to go fight this dude um and that's what i'm hoping because i'm sitting there and i'm thinking well it doesn't it doesn't make sense that scene unless maybe it was a vision of some sort um and i, and I don't know what you think i don't know if you've you've thought about that at all but that's like mm-hmm. the first thing that came to my mind and i wanted to bounce that off of you here um I so this is this is where it gets difficult. This is where things get really tough. This is the end. They they keep, they refer to it as the end of the Skywalker saga. Um, and it's it's really unclear what that means at the moment. Um, it's obviously not the end of Star Wars, but it's the end of the Skywalker saga, whatever that means. I, you to me you can't you can't end the Skywalker saga without closing the lineage of the Skywalkers. Um, as long as Kylo is out there, the Skywalker saga continues, and that to me is 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 the most sort of confusing part of this. Um, now I think that what this really means is that it's a, it's the end of the numbered movies. It's the end of like seven, eight, nine, and then after that, it will ju- they will just make movies, and it'll be a little bit more like um, a little bit more like the way that Marvel does things, um, where we kind of jump around or do we just kind of tell the stories that are important. Um, and I could see very much them doing sort of like standalone movies, not standalone movies, but sort of like a movie about this character over here doing this and this and this and this. And then this character does this and this and this over here. And then down the road, we might see a movie where those characters come together for one big epic movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and them just kind of doing it, taking a different sort of stance with it. Um, the other thing is that we, we heard a lot of rumblings over the weekend um, there was also on Thursday, there was a big Disney presentation where we got the the launch date of Disney Plus, which is November 12th in the United States, later in Canada, um, or it sounds like it's going to be later in Canada, and then even oh, later no. than that, everywhere else. Um, that said, I, I, th- there were also a lot of things about um, them taking a break from Star Wars movies for a little bit. Um, so there won't be a movie next year for sure. So there's no Star Wars movie in 2020. Um, however, in 2020, we will presumably have, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll still be getting episodes of The Mandalorian because it's a, I think it's confirmed as a 10 episode season. 
um, first season. And I, uh, there's the, it's, I think it was confirmed somewhere either today or yesterday that uh, Mandalorian will not be released all at once. So it's, okay. it's going to be like a week to week thing. Um, which means that there's 10 weeks of the Mandalorian, which if it starts on November 12th, that'll bring us into the beginning of 2020. And then later that year, we'll have the Cassian Andor series and then possibly even season two of the Mandalorian. So um, not to mention the fact that we've got Clone Wars coming back, I guess this year, but but if they're going to they go week by week anything. on that. They didn't give us a release date, which I think was really yeah, interesting. Was they they didn't mention Disney Plus in the panels or any of that. Yeah. Um and yeah, sitting at sitting in that stadium, we were all so excited yeah. after that trailer that nobody like was nobody gave a second thought to the fact that they didn't yeah. give us a give us a release date. I was yeah. walking out of there and I looked at my mom and I was like, Did they say when that's coming out? And she's like I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I wouldn't but. be surprised because it's 12 episodes, right? And that's it's three arcs. It's three four episode arcs. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if we got one, two, three, four break, one, two, uh, you know, four, five, I'm sorry, five, six, seven, eight break, nine, 10, 11, 12, right? Um, like they, they, they release them in like week by week but then take a break because one of the biggest things is that is that the Mandalorian arc, which is the last arc of the series, it's not ready yet. It's it's, they are still like Mm -hmm. he was like, if you watch that trailer really closely, the other interesting thing is that they haven't released the trailer by itself on YouTube yet. You can only watch it as part of the panel. And, um, they played it a few times on the stream over the weekend because we're kind of just jumping around now at this point. But <laughs> in that trailer, there are scenes in the trailer that are not final renders. They're close. They're very close. But there's a shot of Anakin where none of the secondary animation is present. Um, and it, it and the, the lighting is a little bit off. And it's like a blink and you'll miss it scene. Um, I think it's, it's when he... He gives Ahsoka the lightsabers and she lights them and he says, good is new. And then it cuts to him and he says, maybe even better. And that when it cuts to him and says, maybe even better, that's not a final shot. I guarantee you that's not a final shot. Um, and when we see that in the episode proper, it's going to look a million times better than it does. Because everything we've seen from uh, everything we've seen that's final shots for Clone Wars, uh, for, for the returning Clone Wars, looks incredible better than anything that lucas animation has done yet um like amazing lighting these amazing like uh uh uh, uh, bloom particle effects and stuff like that um and that shot has none of that it is just like a very flat uh one there's sort of like one or two lighting sources and like i said the secondary animation's not there anakin's hair doesn't move and uh, that's a very big deal because people in all throughout season one and two, it was a very big deal that Anakin's hair and Obi-Wan's hair never moved when they did stuff. Um, and then later on with the season three models forward, especially with the with the season um, season five and six models, <clears throat> they started to do a little bit more with that secondary animation. Um, so I don't know if they um, if they. Did they show the clips that they showed at the panel on the live stream? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So yeah, yeah. the what the Mandalore arc was like not at all ready. Yeah, because um, they showed the one clip yeah. with Ahsoka and the clones, and it was like a first pass animation. Like it was like the dialogues in there and the animation is roughed out. But like I said, like none of the secondary animation, yeah. that one doesn't even, that's not even close to a final render. Cause the textures aren't on yet. It's just color blocks. Um, and, uh, none of the lighting is in there. It is just flat yeah. lighting, flat omnidirectional lighting. So, um, yeah, I think if I was Disney, um, and, and, mm-hmm. you know, making the money, I would wait maybe a month or two after releasing the Mandalorian to start releasing the Clone Wars. Yeah. Since Disney Plus is a subscription service, that's yeah. going to keep people paying for it instead of just paying for the time that the Mandalorian and the Clone Wars is on. And they're like, okay, bye. Um, yeah. And, and canceling their subscription. I mean, if I was Disney, I think that's the more uh, lucrative idea. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, like it's, it's going to start at $7 a month. Six ninety nine American a month, so probably ten dollars Canadian a month, um, and that is cheap. That's cheap compared to Netflix, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, Netflix is what fourteen. Yeah, something around there, something like that. And um, obviously, they're going to launch with a lot of content, but they're going to launch with a lot of legacy content, not a lot of original programming. Um, the Mandalorian is going to be there on launch, but. And, and the Clone Wars, I think, will probably be there close to launch. But um, I don't think that they've even gone into production on any of the Marvel series yet. And uh, I, they've announced, like, six series. Um, and I think that the the Marvel What If series is the first one going into production. But um, they need that original content. They need that original programming in order to keep people there. And I think you're right. I think it would be really smart for them to release the Mandalorian, get like the first two or three weeks out, um, and, and let that have its own space. Um, which I mean, like November 12th, I would say like it's, it makes logical sense that we don't get clone wars until January of 2020. Um, because you're going into Christmas there, right? And it's like, well, put out four episodes of The Mandalorian, take a break for Christmas, and come back with another episode a little while later. And when you do, that's when Clone Wars comes back as well. Um, but like I said, they didn't mention Disney Plus at all in the panel. So maybe it's going to be on Disney Channel. Maybe it's yeah. going to be on Disney XD. We don't know, right? Um, and that would be really interesting is if they decided to do it that way and release it on Disney Channel first and then on Disney XD or sorry, on Disney Plus later. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think that's what they're going to do. I feel like I, I, that would be really hard to believe. But yeah. Yeah. Well, they've I think they've learned that kind of the target demographic for these animated shows is not what they want it to be, um, especially when we get into these darker uh, topics. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that they don't put it on Disney. Um, I think they'd be better off just putting it straight to streaming, but we never know. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see and wait for another announcement. But um, I back to the to the the Rise of Skywalker yeah, trailer. Well, <laughs> no, no, we, we got way up. It's kind of natural, but um, I just always want to talk about Clone Wars. Yeah. So the uh, the. 
the other locations that it looks like we're getting in this movie, um, other, it, I would imagine other classic trilogy locations. I think we're going to see, um, Yavin four. I, cause we saw the, the still of them on a jungle planet outside the Falcon, getting ready to go on their adventure. Um, the scene with Ray hugging Leia appears to be on a jungle planet as well. There's a shot of Leia holding one of the, um, one of the, the medals from the Yavin medal ceremony mm-hmm. at the end of a new hope. And it makes a lot of sense to me that they would return to Yavin for that. The resistance would take up that base again. Um, Especially if they're going to go back to Tatooine. Yeah. And so it would be really cool if we got that. And then, and then the, the big, the big reveal at the end of the trailer of the death star crashed into the water the big chunk of the death star crashed into the water and then followed by the emperor's cackle um they they must be on endor but here's the here's the hiccup in that in official canon right maybe in i don't know about in legends canon but in official canon we don't know what the planet Endor is comprised of. We know what the forest moon of Endor is comprised of, and that's forest filled with Ewoks and uh, 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 those 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 big monster things that eat Ewoks and uh, all sorts of other things. Horses, apparently. Ponies. Um, th- those references, I don't know. Have you ever, Cassie, have you ever watched the, the Ewok movies? I've seen I've seen bits and pieces. I knew okay. what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, they're so weird because at one point they're just riding ponies, like they just have horses, and you're just like like pony. I mean, like you do. And it's like <laughs> you can kind of tell that this is made for TV, and this isn't. This isn't. I don't think that those are considered canon, but um, oh anyways. god, no. I <laughs> I uh, uh, yeah. So we know what the forest moon of Endor looks like, but we don't. We don't know unless it's in, I would say like, unless it's in one of the like encyclopedias or something like that, which of course, you know, they've retconned stuff before. Um, Mm -hmm. And by retconned, I mean like the movies and TV shows are the only things that really matter. And if they if it says it in a book somewhere, then the book is wrong. Um, And that's the way it should be. That's, that's me agreeing with that sentiment. I think I think any any encyclopedia that I've seen was uh, made before the d- mm. Disney. Uh, mm. yeah. I'm not. I'm now gonna like try to find a canon encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I so it's entirely possible that that is the planet Endor that the Sanctuary Moon orbits, um, and that it's grasslands instead of instead of forest um and then those rocky cliffs um it's also entirely possible that that is part of the forest moon of endor we saw a a forest on the forest moon and um grassland and water is not so dissimilar an environment that it that it couldn't be believed that like well yeah this is the same this is the same moon um because there are large bodies of water on Endor. We see it in the hologram 
um, in Return of the Jedi. So, um, yeah, I mean, like maybe it's not an ocean, but it could be a very, very large lake uh, or, or, you know, something sort of between a lake and an ocean in size, um, like a large sea or something like that. So I uh, so that's a that's a big question mark as well. But they have to be. I imagine they have to be in the Endor system in order for there to be a chunk of the Death Star. Um, I mean, you, you never know. It could have, like, shot out. Um, but that's yeah, just when, when you destroy Yeah, <laughs> when you destroy a Death Star reactor, it's entirely possible that it could shoot a chunk of it at a high, velo- high enough velocity that over 30-plus years it ends up flying to another planet. Now, and, and the other thing is that there could be other planets in the Endor system. And it could be one of those, right? Mm-hmm. So, but my hope is that it's it's that it's Endor itself. Um, yeah, not, I that think that'd be really interesting. That would be a really cool thing to go back, but not necessarily go back. Um, and I do think, I do think that 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 hint of the Emperor at the end is um, <clears throat> he's not alive. I do think that he is tethered to the Death Star um, in the same way that that if you remember um, when we saw Cad, not Cad Bane, Darth Bane on uh, Morban in the Clone Wars in the in the final arc of the Clone Wars uh, lost episodes with Yoda. Ooh, I haven't watched that arc in so long. Bane was was. And this is the thing. It wasn't really Bane, right? That's the Yeah. That's the trick of the dark side is that it's an imprint of his presence on Moraban, but it's not actually him, right? Yoda basically says that. He like turns to it and goes like this isn't really you. This is the dark side trying to scare me and I won't be scared. And I think that there's a a I think that that sets a precedent that Darksiders, unlike Jedi, Jedi have the ability to um, to remain in a location, or not remain in a location, but to remain in their in their spirit, right? But uh, but Darksiders are are they kind of leave a stain um, on a place, and uh, and that place could be that chunk of the Death Star. So that would be interesting. But um, but yeah. we'll see. I mean, like that's I, that's one of the big question marks, right? Yeah, I really just I want him to be alive because I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. But um, I, you're right. That's not that's not gonna happen. Although um, I don't. Did, they didn't live stream the rebels from every panel, did they? I don't uh, know what they did. No, did live stream? They they did. Um, they they live streamed all three of the animation panels. Um, oh okay. My favorite question was somebody comes in and says, you know, could could the world between worlds have been used to save Palpatine? Yeah. And the entire room just went insane. Yeah. Um, um, because we know he was looking for it. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's not an impossibility. I, I mean, like Dave's response to that was a little bit, a little bit more clear to me, I think. That he was basically saying, like, mm, I don't think so. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think, 
I think the, I think Palpatine is dead. The Emperor is dead. That doesn't mean that mm-hmm. he's not still influencing things and that he is not still mm-hmm. the greater evil that's that's controlling things. Um, we know that he yeah. was, well, you then- know, there was his search for immortality. The other thing is that um, in in Battlefront Two and in the Shattered Empire comics, they established. Uh, as well as in the aftermath trilogy, they established this thing that like that Palpatine left holograms in his place that if he died, that he could continue to rule even from death. And I think that it could be possible that what they're going in there is for, they're going in there for something and that, and that a hologram confronts them. The other thing that it could be is a Sith holocron. Um, And that Palpatine could be in a Sith holocron in the same way that that um, that other Jedi messages have been passed on. And we know a lot about Jedi holocrons. We don't really know anything officially other than what we saw in Rebels about Sith holocrons. And we didn't really we didn't really get to see a lot of the Sith holocron because every every time Ezra went to use it, it kind of would blow up in his face. Right. So, um, but we did see that the Sith holocron combined with the Jedi holocron had the ability to essentially look into the future. Um, or I guess more accurately kind of like answer questions. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, infinite wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that it's entirely possible that, that, that we could get a scenario similar to that with, with Palpatine and the uh, and the Sith holocron, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I mean like it would be crazy yeah. if he's alive and then they have to tell that story at some point in a book or a comic or something. So, so here's here here's another theory that like as soon as the trailer went off, I was texting everybody because I was like, it all makes sense now. Um, and this is a little bit more out out of out of left field, but I wanted to bounce this one off of you as well because. <laughs> Looking at this and thinking the rise of Skywalker, um, mm-hmm. Plagueis, Plagueis created Anakin, right? Or, yeah. Essentially, you know, kind of create. Hi, Kara. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just got home. <laughs> uh, essentially, you know, creating the Skywalker line um, and Palpatine being, you know, his apprentice. Yeah, there could be a story to be told about how and and going back to everybody, a bunch of original theories of Ray's parentage is that Ray was created through the Force by Palpatine. She doesn't have any family, and maybe by the rise of Skywalker doesn't necessarily mean blood, but by that creationistic idea yeah. um, through the Force, and that maybe by referring as Skywalker, it's not talking about that bloodline but talking about palpatine himself because you know he kind of important in creating that bloodline yeah yeah i i mean i i think that that's definitely a valid theory um i think it would be interesting to go down that road i think one of the other possibilities is that um is that the bloodline that ray comes from started in a similar fashion to the bloodline of Mm -hmm. luke and Leia, and that, um, and that possibly Ray is the result of because we know that Plagueis, it wasn't his first time 
experimenting with midichlorians and conception um when when mm-hmm. they created anakin um that book i don't think is considered canon i think that that's legends that's pre-disney isn't it the darth Plagueis uh, I'm book? i'm sure it is i think it is i'm almost positive yeah it is. um I but think I have it, but I think it's Legends. It's possible that Plagueis was out there um, doing other experiments, creating other, you know, attempting to do this. And and something that he thought was a failure ended up not being a failure. And, um, and, and when he died, uh, that was sort of lost. Um, like the, the, the fact that that was even out there was kind of lost. And then, um, what was the other Darth, Darth Tenebris what was the other one? Oh God, I don't know. In the book, I think it was I Darth Tenebris, but, um, like, cause they die and, and spoilers for the Darth Plagueis book, I guess you've had time. Uh, it's not, it's not canon anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's entirely possible that that, that, that Ray is part of one of those lineages and that it turns out, you know, that like, okay, it didn't take in the first generation, like there was no force abilities or, you know, force attunement or it was weak or whatever. But that over time, it built up. Um, and then uh, and then Ray is, the, is sort of the end point of that. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. the, my, my guess and my hope for, um, for the title is that Skywalker isn't um it's not a name anymore it's not a it's not a last name but it becomes a title um and the rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker is uh Ray going from being just Ray nobody uh from Jakku to becoming the Skywalker um mm-hmm. and 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 sort of whatever whatever that means um and that the prophecy of bringing balance to the force, it's not, it's, it, it still hasn't been fulfilled, right? We kind of, if you look at this in a, in a linear fashion chronologically from episode one forward, you look at it and you go, okay, well, Anakin is the virgins in the force. He's, he's the, he's the chosen one. He's meant to bring balance to the force. And then he ends up on Mortis and we think, okay, he did it. He, he brought balance to the force. But then in Revenge of the Sith, obviously, he leaves it in darkness, right? And then we go, okay, well, but, but there's Luke and Leia and, 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 you know, they're the new hope, right? Um, and Luke brings Vader back from the dark side and defeats the Emperor and restores balance to the, to the force and, and, um, and to the galaxy, but then he goes off and tries to start the Jedi Order over again and creates the most powerful dark side user uh, in the galaxy at this point, right? So mm-hmm. maybe Luke wasn't the chosen one either, right? And like, just because the prophecy said that there would be a chosen one doesn't mean that the chosen one brings balance to the force directly it might mean that they bring balance to the force indirectly over time um and when i'm like it's sort of going back to what yoda says about you know being 900 years old and it's like 
just because to a human 60, 70 years is a, is a long time. That's a lifetime. Um, that doesn't mean that I guess it's longer than that. I guess it's like 90, but that doesn't mean that, that to the force, I mean, like that's a, that's the blink of an eye, right. And for a, for Mm -hmm. an all powerful, uh, mystical force that's been around since the creation of a galaxy, (laughs) 70 years is like a snap of the fingers. So Ray could be the one who does balance the force, who actually balances the force. Um, but the other thing about balance is that it has to be maintained, right? And and maybe mm-hmm. Luke balanced the force, but then, you know, his own sort of hubris and his own fear, really, is what leads to it falling out of balance. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting to me. And, and, and Rey is a very different Jedi from any of the other Jedi I think that we've ever seen. I think the only, the only Jedi that comes close is Ahsoka and Ahsoka at the point when we see her, you know, sort of, uh, uh, fully formed. And then I guess we see her at the end of rebels as well. But when, when she faces Vader and she says, I'm no Jedi, right? Like that line, Mm -hmm. it's like, Ahsoka and Rey to me are something else. There's something beyond the Jedi. They're the next evolution of the Jedi. And uh and and I would love to see that fulfilled in a movie cuz mm-hmm. like we know that obviously about Ahsoka being fans of Clone Wars and Rebels and whatever her story continues in. Um and and you know when we see her at the end of Rebels uh, as Ahsoka the White as as she's referred to. <laughs> um there is something different about her that she is at that point is very clear. She's not a Jedi anymore. Um, that a lot of the vestiges of the Jedi are sort of shed and the, the all white, the staff, all of that, it it sort of points to something very different. Um, and Ray could very much be the next of that order. Um, and then the title of the last Jedi kind of begins to make a lot more sense right and luke says at the end of of the last jedi you know i I won't be the last i'm i'm not the last jedi or whatever i won't be the last jedi and that sort of has some meaning to it as well but i think i think you consider ray a jedi but that she is she's going to progress past jedi to the next thing i think and to me, like, that's what that means. That's what the rise of Skywalker means is that she's mm-hmm. going to progress past Jedi to Skywalker status. Um, <laughs> and that like, and that that's where, like, that's the level that like Ahsoka is at. That's the level that um, maybe Ezra is at as well. Um, if you ask me. For sure. My- Kanan was. I, you know what I, I would I would agree with that as well and I would say I would say maybe even obi-wan in his last act mm-hmm. and and maybe that's why that's sort of well and I, the idea is that those 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 who were able to become one with the force in that way well and um, it's also if you look if you look into it those are all self-sacrificing hmm. and maybe that's leading to a dark end for um, our our little Jedi. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, um, 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's really it's. I mean, like it's a great title because we're gonna be talking about it until December, right? So. Oh, for sure. What does it mean? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think we'll be talking about it long after. It's twenty years later, and we're still having conversations about the Phantom Menace, right? So, um, and what that (laughs) title means. Um, I mean, I I can remember talking to people around the time of the special edition and debating what Return of the Jedi actually means because some people think it's Luke becoming a Jedi and it's a, it's the return of the Jedi to the galaxy. But the other meaning of that title is that it's the return of the Jedi singular meaning, meaning uh, Anakin Skywalker, right? Yeah. Coming back from, from Darth Vader. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's all up in the air. Um, well, and, and I think that as as fans and as you know, seeing this from an outside perspective, not not being you know the characters, is that for the whatever seventy year period they've talked about the balance of the force, and as you know, Luke was saying in, in the Last Jedi is like, well, the Jedi don't see things exactly clearly, and they think their way is right, and and you know, Snoke did have a point. You know, it's it's the balance of the light and the dark, and I think that that's where we're finally going to get to at the end of this saga, mm-hmm. you know, with Bray. And I, cause I think that's where Ezra got, and I think that's where Ahsoka got, um, is having that balance. And I'm interested to see that. Yeah. I got to throw Rowan Freemaker in there as well. Cause we don't know, <laughs> we don't know where he ends up. Um, but, I, uh, yeah, if, if he wasn't part of Luke's Academy, then he's gone somewhere else. Right. That's why I maintain that that Rowan is with Sabine and and Ahsoka, and they're and they're searching for Ezra, and they end up on another side of the galaxy, and they and something else happens, and the end of the Rise of Skywalker is uh, is them returning to the galaxy and being like, oh cool, you guys sorted everything out. This is Ezra Hi, and Rowan. We can and like Ahsoka. we can chill now. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. I. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's quickly talk about the Mandalorian. Um, yes. Again, similar to, look, Celebration was awesome. I enjoyed all the live streams. I enjoyed all the panels. Um, I had a lot of fun watching everything this weekend as I as I worked on redecorating uh, my office and everything. Um, took took the days off to, in order to to enjoy it, <laughs> and I did. But the content that we were given, I found a little bit disappointing. Um, yeah. Because I feel like there was a lot of information sort of left on the table. I, I, and um, I think it was the Clone Wars panel that was the only one that had a Q&A. Um, Rebels Remembered didn't have a Q&A and uh, I... No, Re- Rebels Remembered had a Q&A. I do not think that the Clone Wars oh, Okay, so I had that flipped, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I... But Resistance had no Q&A that I know of because they cut the feed to to show the first episode of season two oh. um, to everybody. I, and I... I obviously, the the... Rise of Skywalker panel didn't have one and neither did the Mandalorian. And as a result, um, I think there were a lot of questions left. Or I, I guess the, the uh, Rise of the... Uh, sorry, Rise of the Mandalorian. No, the Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, that'd be great, too. 
the Mandalorian did have some Twitter Q and A, but the thing about Twitter Q and A is that it's screened it's beforehand, right? Yeah. So, um, what they showed us was great. Um, what they didn't show us was even better. Uh, the foolishness of cutting the feed uh, is that like within minutes of them finishing showing the footage, it was online. Um, yeah. And I would rather have seen it properly through the stream than somebody's shaky cam footage. Yeah. Uh, but what we did get to see was all great. Um, we got we learned a few character names. We got to see Pedro Pascal, uh, uh, Gina Carano, and Carl Weathers on stage, and they introduced their characters of the Mandalorian. Uh, oh, what are their names? Man, I know that oh, her, I, don't I, know. I, 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 the one is named Kara. <laughs> But uh, but they said they said it both ways on stage. They said Kara and Kara, um, so it's gonna be interesting to see which. Um, I think Kara is more Star Wars in the show, but uh, yeah, but it's Kara with a C, so uh, yeah. different different from my Kara, uh, mm. who is with a K, named after Kara Zorro, of course. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to bring it up, but, um, I, yeah, I, so the Mandalorian is obviously a bounty hunter. We know that he's a gunslinger bounty hunter. Um, uh, Gina Carano's character is, um, is rebel shock trooper. Yeah. An ex rebel shock trooper. Um, which is interesting. Uh, and then Carl Weathers character is, is, um, kind of the the guy that they get their missions from he's uh he's looking he's for the boss he's he sort of described himself as kind of the head of a bounty hunters guild um mm. and uh let's see let's see if i can get their character names here from the website um they never said i don't think they ever said the name of the mandalorian no they never said the name of the mandalorian which I thought um, was interesting. So, so this is a this is a direct reference to uh, the man with no name, uh, one of Clint Eastwood's most famous characters. Um, Got it. From uh, from from several movies, um, uh, sort of a classic old west, wild west thing. Um, and so I it's I think that we won't learn his name until the very end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Cara Dune, that was her Which name. Which is going to be fun to theorize about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, Carl Weathers' character is Grief Karga. That's his name. Um, so, yeah. And Grief Karga looks like a character from Game of Thrones. <laughs> when you look at the still <laughs> that they released. He's got, like, this half cape with a strap thing. and um, Everything yeah. looks great. All these images that they released look fantastic. Um, and obviously we, we got the announcement of the, um, of the directing team that they've brought in for this, but, um, Dave Filoni and John Favreau sort of being at the head of this and, and, um, they told a great story at the very beginning of the panel of, uh, they were both up at Skywalker ranch 
working on uh, Clone Wars and Iron Man, respectively. And I think that it's so fantastic that the both of them were at the beginning of these amazing trajectories. Um, one of them, obviously, a lot more high profile uh, with John Favreau. <laughs> but, but even still, um, I think that they recognized in each other that they were at the beginning of... Um, their careers the the best that parts of their off. careers right yeah um with dave starting clone wars and and john uh doing doing iron man and kicking off the mcu um and they would go on to do amazing things and uh working together and and as they talked about it you know uh, john, uh dave was the first to see iron man and john was the first one who got to see clone wars uh and uh as they were kind of working with each other um, or, or not with each other, but like sort of alongside separately, um, mm-hmm. at Skywalker and, uh, and, and how that's such a cool piece of history that they started separate, but next to each other. And then eventually the time came where Kathleen Kennedy turns to John Favreau and says, we want you to do this thing. And John Favreau turns over to Dave Filoni and goes, well, you got to help me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't do this by myself. And I and I think that that just shows the the intelligence of, of someone like John Favreau to know that as much as he is a huge Star Wars fan and a great filmmaker and producer in his own right, that he recognizes what I think all of us who are fans of the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels have known for a long time, which is that Dave Filoni is the successor to george lucas um yeah and then me and my mom had that conversation yeah. too because my mom started talking about lucas and she was like you know how much does lucas have to say with any of this and i was like mom honestly he's not involved anymore and mm-hmm. my mom was like well what do you mean and i was like well his predecessor who we're gonna go see talk today uh, we were on the way to the rebels panel i said is dave filoni and he he's basically taken over and, and he's doing an amazing job and the fans like yeah. love him and my, my mom really didn't she couldn't process that and i was like i mean i mean george gives his blessing on certain things but most of this is dave yeah and my, my, it's just it's 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 important that like that's been a torch that has passed on and, and dave um, obviously doesn't quite have the name with the populace that George Lucas has, but I think as of now he's made, I think he will not, not the same contributions, but some impressive, Yeah, you know, he's very important to where star Wars is now. I um, think and it's interesting that he's being recognized yeah. for that. And I'm glad he's being recognized for that. I think in the next 10 years, he's going to ascend to that status. Um, I hope so. And I, um, when Kathleen Kennedy leaves Lucasfilm, which she will eventually, uh, that um, that Dave will be the next in line. Um, I I hope not because he's I mean he's creative. Uh, he's he's a creative mind. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if I want him running the business side of things. I think I want him you know creating content. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think that I think that at a certain point it would be really great for him to be at the head and, and calling the shots mm-hmm. and sort of directing the whole thing. Um, but uh, I when I say that, I think of a, that's a future that's way off. That's that's, yeah. you know, 10, 15 years from now. But um, mm-hmm. 
yeah the mandalorian looks great i i everything that we got to see looks awesome everything that's in those that leaked footage is great um we won't go into all of the details because um i haven't gotten a great great look at it but me neither ig88's in there <laughs> blasting stuff away um we got to see some really cool stuff of um of the mandalorian's ship um which man what what did they call it oh it was something cool oh man I don't what is it called it's something... no starcaster is the name of something else right yeah you're close wrong. though you're definitely close um <sighs> yeah uh let's see if i can find it um but it's a great oh, no, show I, know where I was sitting when they were talking about it <laughs> <laughs> um geez what was it called what was it called they don't talk about it in here um but they showed pictures of it and it is a repurposed gunship um from the clone wars it's like the body of it is a gunship is a clone wars republic gunship um with two gigantic engines on it and the thing that i love about that is that it reminds me a lot of Django's ship from the bounty hunter video game um which was on playstation 2 and uh and gamecube and possibly on xbox i don't remember but um i I think it was on xbox as well and i i it's just it's such a great callback for fans who recognize it but not everybody will some people are just gonna look at it and go okay that's a ship but for those of us who know like look at it we go like that is very clearly a Republic gunship that's been turned into a starship. Um, Cause we know like Republic gunships um, can seal and they can go, they can drop from high orbit, but they don't have hyperdrives. They don't have thrusters that work in space. Right. That would like for a lot, like long-term maneuvering thrusters and that sort of thing. So it, this has been like repurposed. Um, and there's obviously a story there. And that's like that's the best Star Wars. The best Star Wars is when you look at something, you see something familiar, and you go, there's more to that. <laughs> there's obviously more to that. Um, and there's you, always more to everything. Yeah, and then you're just waiting for that story, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love this new ship. I really wish I could remember what I could figure out what it was called. but It'll come to you in like 30 minutes. Yeah, um, but uh, they said it a couple of times. But but yeah. uh, uh, oh, that's not the right. That's not the right thing. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm still trying to look it up because it's gonna bother me until I find it. Um, but yeah, uh, what's what's the next big thing to talk about? So that was uh, there's there was a lot of Galaxy's Edge news, but it wasn't really. It was just kind of more detailed looks at, at things that we'd already seen um, mm-hmm. and sort of stuff further along. Uh, we'd seen the uh, Coca-Cola thing, which was really cool. The Coca-Cola and thing was the big reveal. That was the biggest yeah. part. My uh, good family friend was actually the head of that project at Coke. Her name's like on the patent. We're really proud of her. Oh, really? That's Ellen. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. The- I got a free sh- I didn't get to go to the panel, but I got a free shirt. So. Oh, did you? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I heard that all they had were XLs. They're just, yeah, they're just huge. gigantic. Um, yeah. My hope, I pray 
that that they have that merch in Galaxy's Edge. Um, oh, tell me one thing: does it have a Disney tag? Does it have a Disney Parks tag on the on the collar? I no, I think it was just Fruit of the Loom tag. Was it okay? So they just did them yeah. printed just just for that. Um, yeah. Because it's got the Galaxy's Edge on the shoulder, which is a very Disneyland thing to do, Disney Parks thing to do. Yeah. Um, well, and I know, I know. Again, Cassie is special and gets special things, but I know I'm, I'm going to be. I personally am going to get a higher quality version of the shirt in a couple mm. weeks for my mom's friend. So I don't know if maybe Fruit of the Loom made the shirts for Celebration, yeah. and then maybe they have the Disney Parks version, which. I'm going to be lucky enough to get they probably um, they probably had them printed just for celebration but that there Mm -hmm. will be ones at um at Galaxy's Edge because I want that logo on a t-shirt on a red like because I love a red t-shirt and the it's a Coca-Cola logo it's from a distance it just looks like the Coke logo but it's in Arabesh and it is in Galaxy like it's in 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 the story um and yeah, I can't wait. That is that was one of the things that I that I from from the beginning of them talking about like oh yeah, when you go into Star Wars Land, it's going to be a fully immersive experience. Um, there won't be like like all of the everything that you buy will be Star Wars. It won't be you can't go in there and buy a Mickey Mouse ears or anything like that. Like everything in Star Wars Land in Galaxy's Edge is from Star Wars. And I was like, okay, cool. Like that's I'm, but I'm sure that like that means that like if you get a Coke, it's in a cup that's designed to be a Star Wars cup, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just a paper cup, your standard paper cup, but it's just got different decoration on it, which I'm sure that's probably yeah. also the case. But the fact that they have these thermal detonator shaped bottles of Coke, um, which them being in the circular bottle isn't that big of a deal. That they do that, they do that at Christmas. They'll do like Christmas ball Mm -hmm. sort of bottles of coke or whatever they've done that for years but the cap is a different cap and obviously the the decoration on it is different and i can't wait i mean like i'm gonna get one of each and bring them home and they are gonna be oh yeah they're gonna be on my totally in my collection solving any solving any recycling issues because everybody's just gonna take those home yeah well my i really hope that they have um reusable stuff as well yeah, that'd they, be nice. they, they take that coke licensing and they put it on a bunch of products because i want a t-shirt i want uh like a reusable like like canteen sort of thing Ooh, with, like a flask type yeah like just something that looks very star warsy right that um because my mm-hmm. hope is that when i go to galaxy's edge which will probably be sometime around star wars celebration in 2020 because i can't yeah, imagine i was, that about, I was gonna, gonna say earlier i was like that's gonna be a really good time to go it's yeah. gonna be crowded but that's gonna be an um, awesome time to go well my hope is that they have a special event for celebration attendees because they've done that mm-hmm. they did that at, at, uh, in orlando um they did special events just for, oh, for attendees okay. um but I really hope that 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 I can get in there, and I, what I want to do is I want to buy the different clothing items and put together essentially like a cosplay, but like not as a specific oh. character, just like as a person who lives in the Star Wars galaxy, just like a yeah. like a oh, like a pilot awesome. sort of cosplay. I was... And and I want to have like a a Coca Cola 
like bottle on uh, like to put on the belt or whatever like that sort of thing yeah um because that would be really cool i was talking about that the other uh on saturday with some uh with a girl i met from australia um at celebration Mm -hmm. i also loved that i I met so many people that i would never have met um but i was i was saying you know i just want to dress like they do in star wars like i want to wear a cape and a tool belt and like (laughs) that's all i want and that's actually you mentioning that i that's now what i'm most excited for for galaxy's edge is i'm going to dress like star wars people and i'm going to feel like finally this is this is how i want to dress all the time uh that's just yeah. i don't i don't know why i mentioned that but no i mean like that's how i feel too i mean like i want to go to star i want to go to galaxy's edge i want to go to batu and i don't want to leave right like that's the and i think that that's a pretty common thread for a lot of people and everything mm-hmm. that they showed at the panel just kind of reinforced it um that was saturday morning and uh, crystal was working on saturday morning so i had Kara by myself and we watched the the panel together um as i was building ikea furniture and uh, and she was watching this panel and she was just like like she is so amped up to go to star wars land um and she like by the end of it she's like when are we going to star wars (laughs) it's like as soon as we can um because she wants to go and she wants to get a stuffed tauntaun and a kawakian monkey lizard and and uh and we're gonna build lightsabers and do the whole thing so um yeah i mean uh, galaxy's edge continues to be one of the most exciting things for star wars fans this year i think um, and it's, man, it's like, um, just a little bit over a month away for people who can get to Disneyland. So, um, yeah, that's lucky, very exciting. Lucky people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm... so let's see what was, so that was the morning and then Mandalorian was the afternoon and then Sunday morning was, uh, we had Jedi Fallen Order. Oh yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Sunday morning was the that Mandalorian. Was Jedi Fallen Order was the afternoon. I don't really want. There's nothing really for me to talk about Jedi Fallen Order. Um, they showed a little bit. They kind of showed some story stuff. Um, it looks. What about those Purge Troopers? Yeah, I mean, I'm so excited for those. I'm excited that the Inquisitors are in it. I'm excited that they're yeah. expanding that lore with the Purge Troopers. But um, I'm. I'm annoyed that we're getting yet another story about someone who managed to escape the Jedi purge mm-hmm. um, and go undercover. And it it's like, this is Kanan's story. I know. I That's what I said. I was like, as soon as it came out, I was like, well, like this would been like such a great time for, for to expand on his backstory. Cause mm-hmm. we don't get too much of it. Like, I mean, we do, we have a comic, but like, uh, yeah. So, so like to me, it's like it's not that I would want it to be a video game about Kanan, because then they would just screw it up. But the other thing is that like <laughs> video games with Jedi, they just don't work. They don't work for me because they can't. They can never be canon, because the it's as Han Solo would say, that's not how the Force works. The Force Unleashed yeah. is not how the Force works, right? Jedi power battles is not how the force works. The episode three is not the video game is not how the force works. <laughs> they add in all of this extra stuff in order to even like Knights of the old Republic. I, I, um, and the old Republic, uh, and even some of my favorite star Wars games of all time, like Jedi outcast, they give you access to force powers as weapons. And that's not how the force works. 
Like, if you look at the movies, no character in the movies ever uses the Force in the way that a character in one of the video games uses it, except a couple of, like, a handful of times with some of the dark side users using Sith Lightning, and that's basically it. But, like, you know that there will be a move where you can just do, like, a force push and it'll push out in 360 degrees and it'll be a shockwave to clear out bad guys. And to me, it's like, it just, it, it, it takes something as meaningful and important to Star Wars as the force and it reduces it to video game mechanics. And that's mm-hmm. fun. I will buy Jedi Fallen Order. I will play it. But the story is inconsequential to me because there's no way that it can be canon. There's no way that it that it can exist in that. It'll be the same as... This is just The Force Unleashed 3, as far as I'm concerned, from everything <laughs> that we saw. And um, the, the, it's, an, it's an awesome studio doing it. Um, um, uh, what's, what are they called? I can't remember any names right now. I can see their logo I, uh, yeah. with the phoenix on it, but uh, um, yeah, like, I don't know too much about video games. So they they I develop, can't help it's, you. it's the same studio that developed Titanfall, and Titanfall one and two are great games. Titanfall 2's story is phenomenal; it's so good. Um, that that game is great. Titanfall two is is a fantastic game, and you can see some of that stuff carrying over into this one because you see them wall run at one point which is a big thing from Titanfall. So you know that like traversal and stuff like that is going to be really great. It's going to be really fun. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, like they're, they are definitely working really hard on telling a cool story, but that story is just outside the canon for me. Um, As long as the force powers are off the wall. Right. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see what we get to do in it. But what I personally hope is that since the the story itself is you know he's still he's trying to evade the empire and and not be detected as a jedi that maybe they you, you can use the force but there's a penalty for it mm. you know like you're you're more likely to be found out um yeah. so you have to use it sparingly <clears throat> and yeah. that would be an interesting i don't know how they'd be able to implement that but i think that'd be an interesting way for them to go about it yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great that's a great angle for it. Um, the other thing about this game that I am very worried about is that they gave a release date of November fifteenth this year, but they did not show gameplay. And Ooh. as somebody who pays a lot of attention to video games and video game development cycles, if you don't have gameplay to display, um, heck, if you don't have a playable demo at this point, not that you have to have a playable demo, but if you can't show me in game footage of the game playing now in in April and the game comes out in November this is a rush job and um and that worries me a little bit but um well, okay, I, I I'm, do I'm have, hoping maybe they're still working on it well they're definitely still working on it they'll be working on it until probably late October but I think that I think that's a lot of what we saw through celebration is that people were kind of they were trying to throw things that weren't finished together and be like, see what I made. Um, but it's, you know, the Mandalorian wasn't, was, isn't obviously isn't done. Um, I'm sure that there is some problems with the uh, Skywalker trailer because they, you know, are in post-production right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Clone Wars obviously wasn't done. Um, and 
there wasn't a trailer for Resistance, and there was just there were, they just showed the first episode, which leads me without the trailer leads me to believe that they're not done with season two. Which I mean, I don't expect them to be. It's it's not out for a, a little while. But, oh yeah, we got lots um, of time until then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully, the lack of that is just that they're still working on it. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 hopefully they're taking their time, uh, and it's not being rushed. Uh, yeah, and hopefully I hope we'll so. have some kind of game gameplay come out before E3 this summer. I imagine that E3 will be the next big place that we see that we see this, and that's that's in about two yeah. months. So yeah, if they don't have something good to show at E3, then I will be very worried. But yeah, it's a Star Wars game. I'm gonna buy it no matter what. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just whether or not I buy I it on on launch or I wait for it to be on sale, like I did with Battlefront Two. But yeah, I do the same thing. Um, cool. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, mm. Anything that you saw personally while you were there? You were there Saturday, Sunday, oh, right? Yes. Oh man, I can't think. I was at the Rebels panel, the Clone Wars panel. I was at the Sisters of the Force panel, and then I went to the In Conversation with Alan Tudyk. Mm-hmm. Um, which he's hilarious. I don't yes. know if anybody's ever like really just heard him talk and him with Warwick Davis was just, it was, I, I didn't purposely go for that panel, but it, it made my day. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything interesting. Um, going, I mean, going back to Clone Wars, something that I found really cool um, and that I don't think as many people are talking about. And I think it's something that's a little bit groundbreaking, especially for, um, that show is that they, they put Ray Park in mocap for the, the siege of Mandalore. Yeah. And I think, I think that's going to look so, so cool. Um, and we got a little bit of it, um, there at the end of the trailer and it looks really cool. Um, I'm really excited to see that. Yeah. I can't wait for Clone Wars to come back. It It is I mean, it's it's very exciting what they're doing and the stories that they're telling. The fact that that we're gonna see Darth Maul fighting Ahsoka, we're gonna see, we're gonna get to see the those those uh, Mandalorian wolves that uh, that um, were shown to us first at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim uh, in 2015, mm-hmm. just in concept art. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited for Clone Wars to come back. Was there anything on the show floor that you saw? Oh, I didn't spend a whole ton of time out there. Um, just because it was crowded and (laughs) I was, I was very much, uh, I got to get to this panel. I got to get to this panel. I got to eat. I got to get to this panel. Um, and, but let me think, I mean, they, I, a lot of you've seen, you know, uh, on, online, like a lot of the things is I really liked the cars that they had, um, decorated. And, yeah. Um, that's always, they cool. had, they had the, I didn't get to, I didn't go into it, but they were letting play, people play Vayar Immortal, the, uh, new VR game. Yeah. Um, which I really wish I had gone in and, and gotten in line for that, but it was, it was going to take like an hour and a half and I was hungry, so I didn't <laughs> go, um, that's no, why so I mean, at the at the next celebration you'll be in luck because uh when we all go uh there's a, it's a big group of us right so yeah 
if you want to do something like that, it's like there's always somebody else who also wants to do it. And then there's somebody else who doesn't want to wait in line and wants to maybe go walk the show floor or is also hungry. And you can say like, hey, cool. Can you go grab me something to eat so I can stand in line? And uh, yeah, like so when people yeah. can split up like that, we can uh, we can accomplish more. Accomplish so. more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm excited for Anaheim just because I'll. I'll... I know I will have people there. Um, not that, again, I, m- I met a lot of people um, at Celebration this year. It was really great. Um, actually, that's like the thing I enjoyed the most. Uh, walking out, my mom was like, "You know, you were talking to people," and I was like, "Yeah, of course." She's like, "Well, like you wouldn't." I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a shy person, but I. There is such a comfortable comfort in in being there, and you know, everybody's into. Star Wars. Everybody is there for the same reason, and and we're all just. I'd turn around and just start talking to the person behind me randomly, mm-hmm. and I loved that. Like I, I did not know what to expect this weekend, but it was it was really great, and I cannot wait for next year. Awesome, uh, yeah, and well, and you it, you make the trek all the way out to Anaheim. You got to be there for the whole thing this time. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll have to figure out. I'll have to figure out what my schedule is going to be like and if I can afford it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, well, you know, I think that's, I think that's about everything. I mean, we'll be talking about all this stuff for months to come. Yeah, for um, sure. I, Matt and I will be back uh, probably soon to, uh, to jump into some, I don't know if we'll jump into uh, Clone Wars Special Edition Season 2 or if we'll do... Um, lego star wars all stars first but uh, i i kind of depends on scheduling but um but we'll but we'll be back with some regular episodes soon and so there will be lots of talk about rise of skywalker and uh and uh, mandalorian and all that stuff leading into that and then we've got obviously resistance coming back in the fall um and or actually we don't know that for sure we've got resistance coming back at some point um, hopefully in the fall, we've got the Mandalorian coming in November. We've got the clone wars coming at some point. So there's going to be a lot of content. <laughs> it's going to be a, a lot, lot of stuff to talk about, to talk about. Um, and, uh, so look forward to that and stay tuned. Obviously, um, <clears throat> uh, all of that stuff is going to be available through, uh, through your rebel cells feed. Even, even though Mandalorian isn't animated, um, we might make a few changes is, is what I'm saying is, you know, leading into the end of arrow. I've talked about this before, but arrow ending means that quiver is ending means that Amanda and I are going to be doing the Thunderquack podcast um, starting in 2020, but we'll do some preview episodes this year over the summer. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, with all this star Wars stuff, it's like, yeah, I I don't know. I think we're going to figure out something with a master feed or something like that so that you can one feed that gets you the saga continues, rebel cells, whatever we do for the Mandalorian, whatever we do for anything else, just all coming out on one feed. Um but uh it, it, all of that to say that what you're subscribed to right now, nothing will change. Um so so yeah, you can you can stay subscribed here and keep getting all the great content that you're getting uh, <clears throat> along with everything else that we're going to do in the future. But 
Um, that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at rebelcells. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. You can follow Cassie on Twitter uh, at what, what, what is it again? I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Uh, Cassie Scutch. Okay, Cassie uh, Scutch. C-A-S-S-I-E-S-C-U-T-C-H. Okay. Uh, cool. And you guys know that we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And uh, uh, if you like what you're hearing, you can support us in two ways. First, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merchandise. Cassie was rocking a nice Rebel Cells uh, Phoenix Flame. Uh, sweatshirt. I got many compliments. Awesome. Um, I was like, oh yeah, it's my podcast shirt. You should follow us. Nice. Uh, and, <laughs> I was really uh, annoying with it. Yeah, so store.thunderquack.com to check that out. And uh, and of course, you can also support us on Patreon uh, by kicking in with your monthly pledge over there. A dollar gets you access to the exclusive Thunderquack podcast um, as well as the Facebook group. And, uh, and our perk structure is going to be changing uh, at the end of May. So stay tuned for details about that. Um, we'll, we'll keep everybody up to date on all that when we've got more to share. Uh, but that's it for this episode. Uh, Cassie, you'll be back later this week with another episode of Forces of Destiny Recap? Yes. Okay, cool. I, we will see you on that one then, I guess. See you later. All right. Bye.